Good visual effect there. Here's the title of the message today. So you think you have problems. <laughs> I love that. Uh-huh, you're good. So you think you have problems. Now hang on to that phrase. I'll get back to it. Here we have another Christmas behind us. I know I mentioned it before. I don't know about you, but it's amazing to me. It's over. I blinked. And Christmas is over. I looked this morning and it is actually, take my word for it, it is December 26th. Christmas is over. All the effort that went into Christmas, just think about the effort you put in to Christmas. Whether it was at home or whether it was here at church with all the stuff going on, all the activities, all the weight we gained back. I'll work on it after New Year's. The Pastor Trey, where's Pastor Trey? Oh, hi, Pastor Trey. Pastor Trey, do you think there's anybody in this place that could tell me what the true meaning of Christmas is? I mean, we've been all through this Christmas season. We've been all through it. I wonder if we caught it. There was a hand up. What, yeah, what is Christmas all about? Jesus, bing, 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 you win. It is all about Jesus. But you see, what I want to know is, what happens after Christmas? After the shepherds go back to the sheep, after the angels go back to heaven, after the wise men take that long journey back home, what happens to Joseph and Mary, and Jesus after Christmas. You see, Christmas gives me this warm feeling. There was born that day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So it's all about Jesus, yes. But you see, after Christmas, life kicks in again. Fortunately for us, the Bible tells us what happened to Joseph and Mary and Jesus after Christmas. After that birth, you know, that beautiful little child that was born on that silent night, holy night. You remember, all was calm, all was bright. Oh, I get this warmth all over me when I think about Christmas. But on, in Matthew chapter 2, Verses 13 to 23, it tells us what happened to Joseph and Mary and Jesus after all that. <sighs> Would you follow along with me in Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 23? Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 23. So you think you have problems. When they had gone... An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. When who had gone? When the wise men had left. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape. Did you hear that word? Escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. You think you've got problems? 
So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where they stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Verse 16, when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. He gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time that he learned from the Magi. Then what was, through, what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Verse 19, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up took the child and his mother and went to the land of Egypt. But when he heard that Archelaus, or whatever the guy's name was, was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee and he went and lived in the town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what, this, what was said through the prophets, he will be called a Nazarene. So you think you've got problems this morning. Joseph and Mary at this time were not singing joy to the world. They were running for their lives. They were escaping to a country where they probably didn't know anybody. They had no idea what they would face. They didn't know who, who was going to be there to welcome them. Well, I, no one was there to welcome them. No one was there. And they were not exactly loved by the locals. And because of their son, Joseph and Mary were painfully aware that thousands, yes, thousands of little boys, little innocent boys had been ripped from the arms of their mothers and killed right before their eyes. No wonder in verse 18 it says, A voice is heard in Ramah weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted. Ripping a little boy from a mother's arms. Refusing to be comforted because they were no more. Gloria. Doesn't quite seem to fit there, does it? After Christmas, life kicks in. After Christmas, reality sets in. So you think you have problems. Joseph and Mary would have to say to you this morning, I understand. We understand where you are. We had problems too, and then some. After Christmas... For Joseph and Mary and Jesus, serious life happened. And after all these years, not much has changed, has it? For us, after Christmas, we get back into it. And we face, in some cases, the same problems we had before the day that we celebrated the birth of our Lord. 
You see, when Jesus was all grown up, you know what he said to his disciples? In this world, anybody? You will have trouble. Jesus saying to his disciples, I'm sure trying to encourage them. In this world, you will have trouble. And he was right, wasn't he? We could stand up all over this, this, this sanctuary and tell about all of the suffering, all of the trouble, all the problems that we have just in a collective group here this morning. Well, when we face trouble and problems, in the face of Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ who will transform the world and set us free, when we face problems, what are we supposed to do? What do we do? Let's look and see what Joseph and Mary did in the midst of their trouble. Perhaps we can get a little guidance this morning. And by the way, do all you can to pay attention. There's going to be little ones crying. There are little little people saying things. Maybe big people snoring. Who knows? Just think past it. Think past it. It's okay. So you think you have problems. Listen to what Mary and Joseph did in the midst of theirs. The first thing Mary and Joseph did in the midst of their trouble, and I can't overemphasize how serious life was for them. I can't overemphasize the fact that they were deep in trouble. They had problems galore. God's solution for the the people of the world, God's solution for the salvation of the world was going to be killed. People were following Him, trying to find Him to kill Him. You know what God did? God sent His Son, vulnerable, in the form of a little baby, placed Him in the arms of Mary and Joseph and said, Take care of My Son. Raise Him as your own. He was vulnerable. He was at the mercy of Mary and Joseph. And people were trying to kill Him. I cannot overemphasize how much serious problems Mary and Joseph were facing after Christmas. But what they do? What did they do? The first thing they did is they lived tuned into God's channel. They lived tuned in. They lived tuned in to God's channel. They were on God's wavelength. It's coming in. It's getting closer. They were tuned in to who God was. Are you? You see, their problems didn't knock them off the pathway of following Christ. God, excuse me. You see, God, for you and for me, God wants to communicate with you. God wants to lead you, guide you, direct you all the way through your life, day after day, moment by moment. God is anxious, excited, longs to guide you every step of your way. That's what He was doing to Mary and Joseph. i got to tell you, God would have never chosen Mary to be the mother of His Son if she hadn't been walking faithfully with God. i got to tell you something else. God would have never chosen Joseph to be the husband of Mary if Joseph hadn't been walking faithfully with God along the way. You know what they did when they were faced with serious problems? They lived 
tuned in to God's channel. God desires to speak to you. God desires to have this this intimate relationship with you. Are you tuned in? You tuned in? Joseph and Mary lived that way. They were tuned in to God and who He is and who He was all about. See, God sent angels to speak to Joseph. Verse 13, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Verse 19 says, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph. Verse 22 says, Having been warned in a dream, it appears to be a third dream. And then back on the page before in my Bible, in chapter 1, verse 20, an angel appears to Joseph and tells him about Mary being pregnant. Don't get freaked out, Joseph. I don't know what the angel said, but that would have spoken to me. Don't get freaked out, Joseph. It's okay. Marry the girl. See, angels kept appearing to Joseph and speaking to him. You see, God, brothers and sisters, longs to speak to you and to me, to his faithful followers. Do you think that God would have spoken to Joseph? That God would have sent angels to speak to Joseph if he hadn't been plugged in to God, tuned in to God 24-7? 24-7, Pastor Chuck? How can he be tuned in to God? Well, angel came in a dream. I'm assuming he was 24-7. You have to be sleeping to get have a dream, I think. You see, if, if, if Joseph hadn't been tuned in to the Holy Father, God wouldn't have sent him an angel, would he? Pastor Chuck, if an angel ever appeared to me in a dream, I would know it. Well, maybe or maybe not. Because you see, the the, the problem with the church today, that's you and me, is we miss God's voice far too often. What is God saying to us? I mean, look at the church. Look at the, the country. Look at the world. How many times do we miss what God is saying to us? You might not know it if God sent an angel to you. But remember... God is the one that sends the angels. And he sent the angel to Joseph because he knew that Joseph was someone who was tuned in and could be trusted. See, in the midst of your problem, yours right now that you're dealing with, in the midst of all that, God is trying to get his message through to you in a variety of ways. Are you listening? He's trying to speak to you through his word. Do you read it? He's trying to speak to you through a still, small voice. Are you paying attention? He may even want to say something to you through this little simple message this morning. Who knows? Or even through a dream. The question is, are you listening? See, none of these ways that God is trying to communicate to you, none of these ways is going to work unless you're paying attention. Unless you're walking in step with the Spirit. You know what we do when problems come? You know what we do? (laughs) Oh, I love this. this. God must just shake His head. This is what we do. We try to figure it out ourselves. We get into a problem. We try to figure it out ourselves. 
I mean, we're pretty capable people. We can handle it ourselves. We try to fix it on our own. We try to solve it with our mental capacities. And then when things really get bad, then, if then, we go to God. And God all along is, is watching us going, we should just come to me. Would you just live tuned in to me? How many times do we have to mess things up until we'll learn that we must live tuned in to God 24-7? <laughs> Sometimes we say, God, can you hear me? Why don't you help me? I wonder if Joseph ever thought that. I mean, I would have if I was Joseph. I mean, if I'm in the middle of going to Egypt, running for my life, I would have said, hey, God, hello, you who, I know this is your son, and let me emphasize, your son, I know that you gave him to Mary and me to take care of and raise for you, and it's a privilege, don't get me wrong. But God, I figured that once I had agreed to take care of your son, there'd be a few benefits along the way. I thought that maybe you'd get me out of a few things now and then. What's the deal here, God? Your son escaping to Egypt. They want to kill him. Hello? You would think that if anyone would get the help of God right now, it would be Mary and Joseph. But what forever, what, for whatever reason that God had, He didn't come to their aid right away. But even though that was true, even though they were suffering, trying to figure it all out, they remained tuned in to God. It's a way of life, you know. It's a lifestyle, you know. Not to be tuned in and tuned out any time that suits us. It's a way of life. Day in and day out. Then when problems come, and they always do, you are on God's wavelength. You are tuned in as He leads you even through the, the valley of the shadow of death. And I will fear no evil because God is with me. And therein lies... The meaning of Christmas. Emmanuel. God with me. What are you going to do about it? Do it on your own? Man, how? I was going to say the word stupid. I can't say that. I mean, I've got to figure out. How ridiculous that is. For people that love God or say they do... <laughs> To do it on their own. So you think you have problems. Mary and Joseph lived tuned in to God 24-7. Second thing they did, quickly. Second thing they did in the midst of their problems was that in the midst of their problems, while they were in their problems, they focused on God through their problems. They focused on it. They trusted Him in the midst of their problems. When the going gets tough, the tough Trust God. Somebody say amen. 
You see, brothers and sisters, they trusted Him in the midst of their troubles. As far as I can tell, they did not ever give it a thought to give up on God. Maybe they did. Maybe they had some doubts. I don't know. It doesn't tell us. They probably had a doubt or two. They were just like us. But even if the doubts crossed their minds, trusting God for them won out all the time. Why? They were tuned into Him and they trusted God when the problems came and when the problems went. They focused on God and His solutions for their problems. You see, when God spoke to Joseph in a dream, He focused and followed. He focused and followed. Even when it didn't make sense, go to Egypt? You've got to be kidding me. I don't even like the food over there. Go to Egypt? Where am I going to get a job? I don't even want to go across that border. Man, they've got to check all your documents. They've got to kick the tires on the donkey and all of this stuff. I don't even want to mess with it. What's the deal? It didn't make sense. It's your son after all, God. Can't you do something supernatural to get us out of this? Sometimes, listen now, listen to this. Sometimes God uses problems to get our attention. Does he have yours? What's God going to have to do to get your attention? What's it going to take? You see, because sometimes God uses problems to draw us closer to him. We spend time on our knees. We cry out to God through the problem. We're seeking God. He uses problems to draw us closer to him. He uses problems to increase our faith. You know, I can look back in my life and I can see times when I needed faith in God and God really helped me. And I look back and I see now that I have increased faith for what's to come. Because I saw Him work in my life back then. See, God sometimes uses problems to increase our faith. God sometimes uses problems to mold us into the likeness of His Son. God sometimes uses problems to touch other people around us as they see us. Trusting God through the problem. That's why we focus on God through our problems, through our troubles. When troubles come, when problems come, guess what? God is up to something. Hello. When problems come, God is up to something. In the case of Joseph and Mary, God used their problems to fulfill prophecy. Out of Egypt. I called my son. He will be called a Nazarene. Those phrases were spoken years before and proven true through the problems that Mary and Joseph had. What is God up to in your life? You see, when problems come, God wants to use them to help you in your life to get closer to Him and a whole lot more. What's God up to with you? So you think you've got problems. Mary and Joseph lived tuned in to God before, during, and after their problems. Mary and Joseph trusted God in the midst of their problems. And finally, just so we don't miss it, Mary and Joseph, in their problems, followed the leading of the Lord. I know this is Close to what I just said, but I didn't want to make sure, I want to make sure that you didn't miss it. They followed the leading of the Lord. You see, God has a plan for your life. 
God has a plan with your name on it. That's true with or without problems. God has a plan and He is anxiously waiting to reveal that plan to you. To unfold the plan to you as you walk with Him day in and day out. Listen now. When you are tuned in to God, when you are focused on God, God will lead you. It's just who He is. It's how He works. What can we learn from Joseph and Mary today, the day after Christmas? You see, today, the 26th, we're still touching Christmas here today. You understand that? So it's the day after Christmas. What can we learn? When you faithfully follow God's plan and seek Him with all your heart, listen now, everything falls into place spiritually. Can I say that again? I'm not sure you all believe that. When you faithfully follow God's plan and seek Him with all your heart, everything falls into place spiritually. And when, when things fall into place spiritually, we live this great, big, huge, ah, now that's what I was created for. <laughs> to embrace God and love Him with all my heart. To be tuned into Him and to focus on Him and to be led by Him. It's a big, huge, ah. Let's do it together. Everybody together. Ah. Tuned in. Focused on. Led by God. So you think you've got problems. What else is new? The person next to you probably does too. Chances are. So did Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Big time problems. But they didn't cave. They didn't give up. They turned, they tuned into God 24-7. Are you? There are only a few days left in 2010. We are about to start a new year. This is a great time. Today, this is a great time. In the few days before or that are coming as we come up to a new year, this is a great time to decide in your life to turn a corner to refocus, to change course. Are you ready, brothers and sisters? Are you willing? He is able. Tune in. Focus on. Be led by God. Father, These people, my brothers and sisters, we all need you. And you sent your Son. Lord, we, we're desperate for your presence. And you have poured out your Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to receive everything you have for us. Help us to live Help us to live. Help us to live tuned in to you 24-7.
Father, what are you up to in our lives? Right now, what are you up to? What are you teaching us? What's it all about? The answer is Emmanuel. God with us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. What's it all about, brothers and sisters? God with us. 365 days a year. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. God with us. Are you tuned in? You know, one of the perks of being a pastor is what happens at this time in the service is my decision. (laughs) I get to choose. And since I love Christmas, (laughs) join me one more time. Let's start with this one. Away in a man.